This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time to talk some hoops. It's down the lane and throws it down with two hands. Let's talk about the team chasing a championship in 2020. Giannis for the steal. Giannis all the way. It's the Milwaukee Basketball Hour. With Bill Baby Tao Schmid and former Milwaukee Buck and Marquette sharpshooter Steve Novak. Shoots the three from one and he banked it in. Loaded up for another three. Milwaukee basketball fans, welcome in. It's the Milwaukee Basketball Hour here live from Good City Brewing in the shadows of Pfizer Forum. There we go. Let's get a little round of applause. That round of applause is for the legendary Brown Deer legend. Steve Novak in the house, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, sir. We're going to be joined by Kyle Corver as well of your Milwaukee Bucks uh, getting in here right now to Good City Brewing. Plenty of room for you. you guys want to come on down here, like I said, right in the shadows of Pfizer Forum. I'm Bill Schmidt alongside Steve Novak, as I mentioned. Steve, appreciate you guys having me out here as I uh, fill in for the big unit every once in a while. Hey, this is great. And just for the people here that are, that are looking at us, me and you do like each other, but we don't usually sit this close to one another. No. Kyle Corver, see, we told you he was going to join us. There's more than just the two of us sitting next to each other in a, in a four-seat table. Right, with just, everybody's tables facing straight at us. Yeah, it's nice. Kyle Corver. Do I get Corver. to sit right next to you guys, too? You can cuddle up. There's another chair over there if you, if you didn't it's want nice. to sit that We're, close to Steve. You no, know, I'm going to sit next to you, but <laughs> slide it just a little bit this way. It got awkward quick, right? It We're sitting close to, to each other. We gave him the option of two chairs. He chose the one further away from us, so we know where we stand now. Kyle, appreciate no. you being here, man. Hey. Thank you. It's been a it's been a lot of fun. Obviously, your first year here in Milwaukee. What have been the first uh, getting into the city and, and getting used to the club for you? What's it been like? Yeah, it's been great. This is a really easy place to live. A little cold. Oh, I could tell that. Now you've been you've been <laughs> uh, around from like jackets and sweatshirts and hats on right now. But uh, it's a great city. It's just good people. It's good to be back in the Midwest. You know, I lived in Iowa for a bunch of years, and so so it's a speed that I'm familiar with. And um, the city's been great. Obviously, playing for the Bucks right now is is fun, right? Come on, this is great. Good team. <laughs> we win all these games. We got good fans. The great energy is uh, great. Great culture. Um, my kids like it. They love their school. They love the little program. I just got back from Taekwondo, watching my kids in All Taekwondo. Right. They're, it's really great. You know uh, what I love about that is, so Kyle comes in, I greet him. Hey, Kyle, good to see you. He said, what's, what's up, man? I just got, came back from Taekwondo. How are you? <laughs> and I said, and I believe him because I feel like you have that persona. I was like, you do Taekwondo too? No. Yeah, no, I, I would. I would love to be. This, man, I'm telling you what, J.K. Lee, I don't know if I want to plug this right now. Because oh, get after it. Come on. Now. You're, ruining, you're, on here. you're ruining hey, our time. I am so for martial arts for young kids, man. Like, there's, like, there's this huge pull to like, get right into sports right away and start yes. doing this thing. And it's just this machine that you're like, you're like, should I be putting my kid in baseball already? Like, he's only four, you know? <laughs> but it feels like everybody else is doing this and there's all this pressure. But like, 
I am so for martial arts. I want my kids to like mind, body, spirit, like understand their body, learn how to run, learn how to jump, learn how to move things that I wasn't taught. You right. know, like we just you grow up. If no one teaches you how to do these things, you just kind of watch your dad and you run like him or your brother or whoever. You know, my dad doesn't run right, right? And so like <laughs> I, I I have all kinds of problems in the NBA, like my knees and my hips and all these things I'm trying to correct because no one ever teaches you how to run. But no then doubt. you work really hard and your body kind of breaks down, right? So I'm like with my kids. I'm like, I want them to learn how gymnastics, martial arts. That's what we're about right now in the Porterhouse. Becoming a, a well-rounded athlete, too. And guys, and, and this is not exactly where I thought, but for you guys, you guys played a long time and, and played basketball. And now the, the way that AAU has kind of changed, a lot of these kids are being specialized right away. Mm. You're right. When, when you're able to build the entire body and learn how you can compete in different sports, that's really important. I, I think it's important on a lot of levels. One, I think it's important to be a kid. Right, and I it's think it's, uh, it's important to just, like, play all the sports and have fun as a kid. And I think, um, you know, there's still a lot of pressure on kids to do well. I think there's a lot of studies out right now showing that if you are specialized too soon, you only play one sport, it's actually really hard on your body. Big time. Right. Um, and then, two, I think, like, I still love basketball. I love to play and I love to play because when I was young, I was in the gym by myself using my imagination, like shooting baskets for hours and pretending I'm playing Michael Jordan and hitting game winners and like just develop, like even the summertime now, like my favorite thing is to go shoot by myself. You know, like everything's so organized with the Bucks. They're amazing, but there's always like three rebounders and a coach and a, someone watching <laughs> and they're charting your shots. And, and I'm like, I just kind of want to shoot by myself for a little bit and re like remind myself how much I love it. You know, and I think that doesn't always happen a lot today because it's just there's so much, there's like all these goals and what is what is basketball going to do for you? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I got to get this scholarship or I got to, you know, whatever it is. And Anyway, yeah, love the game. It's a great game. Like just get lost in it, you know? I just think that's so interesting though, it's right? Amazing. No, no, just because you're talking about Kyle Korver, a guy who's played in the, in the NBA for, this is your 17th year, 18th yeah, year, 17. 17th year. So a guy who has played in the NBA longer than basically anybody on this universe, mm -hmm. right? Breaking it down for, I mean, it, all the parents that are going like, I, my kid in first grade has got to be the best. In second grade, if he's not in the specialized stuff, he's going to be way too behind by third grade. And so I just, I share that viewpoint with you. I think it's amazing to hear from you who have, has children. You're parenting, still hooping at your age. And dropping a little wisdom for uh, all the, for all the, no, 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 no. But by wisdom, I mean, uh, like your results speak yeah. for the fact. Definitely. And so I guess growing up for you, you weren't in the gym in first, second grade, third grade, just shooting every single day. How did you? I mean, I was, I was in my backyard. I think, uh, I mean, I got a really funny story. Um, but like we, my first hoop that I had, my uncle made it and it was, this tire that he filled with cement and put this giant pole with the rim and it had the really long red, white, and blue net. Oh, yeah. Oh, like yeah. the really long net, right? Dream team, baby. Yeah, and so yeah. <laughs> I'm in my backyard and I'm like trying, trying to dunk, right? And so I'm standing on the tire and I'm trying to jump from revert and reverse dunk, right? And I, 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 had, I had these two teeth, but I was missing <laughs> these two teeth at the time. And I went to go dunk and I missed, and I, I, I hung on the net, and I was, like, going like this, like, my arms went, I'm hanging on the net by my teeth, <laughs> right? And so I, like, grabbed the net, and I pulled up, and I 
throw myself down, and my teeth are pointed out like this, like straight out, freaking out, blood all over the place. My mom's, you know, trying to calm me down. We get the dentist, get my teeth pointed back down. I had to eat spaghetti and jello for like a month, and she's like, you know, Kyle, I think you should probably work on your jump shot. <laughs> <laughs> I said, don't get overrated, man. The best advice. Like, that probably was the best advice. It was the best yeah. advice I could have ever had. As you focus on dunking, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to be here. Well, and think about it, though. Like, when, when you were learning the game, right, it, it was all about elevation. Now, after Michael Jordan, everybody wanted to be able to dunk. But now, I think kids are learning and, and growing up knowing that you can just be a great shooter. Obviously, you two both have the height gene that maybe Steph Curry wasn't born with. But those younger guys, smaller dudes, have encouraged, I think, people just to know the hard work on your jump shot will pay off at some point because shooting is so much more encouraged. Is that the right way to put it? This year, 17th year, than the first one you got into? Yeah, what if you were, so if the draft was this year, if you were in this year's draft, you were the 51st pick <laughs> yeah. in uh, 2003, right? Yeah, 51st 51. pick. If we did a draft this year and you were coming out of Creighton University, I think you'd have been 51st again? I don't know. I don't know. The game higher. has certainly changed so much since I first came into the NBA. When we first came into the NBA, like, we talk about shooting threes. Like, there weren't – you didn't have plays for threes. Like, maybe at the end of the game, maybe there was, like, mm -hmm. one. But if you shot a three with it, the ball not going inside first, like, you were getting pulled out of the game. Right. You know, like, we, it was all about get the ball. For me, it was like get, – get, we got to find a way to get you an easy one first before you shoot that three. Like, we got to get you an easy one. We got to get you drive the, drive the basket and get fouled and get a couple right. free throws first or get a, get a mid-range shot first. It's an easier shot. Then you go out to the three. Like, that's not the case anymore, right? Like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Now you There's miss two. Instead, they used to say, hey, man, why don't you step in, get a better look. Right. Now it's go chuck another two. Man, up. it's just like three is, more, three is greater than two. Put them up. And... Uh, Hey, I'm not complaining. It's been great for me. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle Corver joining us up here. This is Milwaukee Basketball Hour. Steve Novak's here as well. And, and guys, do you think it's changed the game for the better? I sure as heck do because, one, it's a lot more exciting. Go ahead, Steve. I've been talking a lot. You, you go. You no. take this one. Uh, you're the special caster. Come I, on, I now. imagine we share a lot of the same viewpoints. Like <laughs> yeah. Kyle said, you, you, you have a, a personal bias, obviously. Mm -hmm. You know, I was the same way growing up. It was always like, oh, my gosh, you're so tall. You need to post up. We've got to get you inside my dad was a, I grew up a, a son of a basketball coach. So he was basically running practice and I was shooting half court shots on the other end of the floor. <laughs> so even he was like, it's fine. Just you go down there and shoot half court shots. And then, you know, as, as my personal game evolved, I think partially because my dad as my coach allowed me to, to, to do what I enjoyed to do. All of a sudden you saw the game start to evolve along with the fact that there were some tall folks shooting three pointers. And I yeah. thought right. it was a really nice change that all of a sudden shooting threes was a more positive thing and Kyle's obviously been a I would say a much more beneficiary than I have because I, I retired after 11 years he's still playing after 17 years and able to in this system I mean we see it with the Milwaukee Bucks how many shots you guys get up and yeah. what a weapon it is no it certainly is I mean if you don't if you can't shoot I mean you better be seven feet tall and you know be able to do everything else I mean if, if you can't shoot it's, it's 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 hard for you to be out there anymore um, I think the game I, I think the game is better I don't like how the game is refereed right now. I will say that I have a problem with that. I think it's too tic-tac. Mm -hmm. There's, there's too, guy, too many guys trying to manipulate the game to get fouls. 
I think it's taken away from the purity of the game. I don't like it at all. The rip-throughs and stop behind screens and throwing up your arms. and I, I, I can't stand it. Um, but as far as how the game is played, it's such a smarter game. It's not just the bigger guy's going to back you down and get you down and dunk on you anymore. You know, you can't just hold someone and say that's defense anymore. I, I think the game is smarter. It's more sophisticated. Uh, it's, it's probably harder to play in some ways. But, I, yeah, I, I don't love how it's refereed all the time. And, and we don't want to get you in any kind of trouble. So we're not that's okay. You know, right I'm okay there. with saying that. Right like, I'd, like, if that helps, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not going to get fined on this show. No, and I don't like, think you're by yourself. No, but, I think like, 100%. I think there's a lot of frustration with that. I read a mm-hmm. quote by Steve Kerr a couple weeks ago. He said something like, you know, if there's a call that, you know, if you were to call, make this call, like, he's in the, you know, the YMCA, you're going to make your own calls, right? You kind of call your own fouls. And if, if you were to make this call and you would get laughed off the court, it should not be allowed in an NBA game. And I was like, yes, absolutely. That's a great way to put it. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of the calls that we get right now, like, you would get laughed off the court at the YMCA, right? Or <laughs> at the high school or whatever it is, like. Anyway, enough of that. I'll tell you this, though. <laughs> As somebody that grew up in Milwaukee, it's one of the reasons why we love 34 so much. Because, I mean, when Giannis, totally. goes down to the, when Giannis goes down to the floor, yeah. and I, I think about it in Philly. It, it still sticks out in my mind during the postgame show on Christmas Day. He goes down to the floor and gets up and goes at the ref. You know that it was an egregious call yeah, right. if Giannis is going to be frustrated. With well, it. it's just too it, – I think what's frustrating for Giannis is he watched guys, like, throw their head and yell and, like, barely get bumped, and they're getting all these free throws. And for him, he's just, you know, he's, to me, playing the game the right way. He's putting his head down. He's trying to go through it. And we were on the bench on a few games ago, and I'm like, you just got to learn how to do this. This is the way it is. It's not going to change this year. Like, you got to start just, like, throwing your head and yelling, and, like, you can get more free throws. And he's like, I know. I know. I got to do it. I cannot do it. Like, I do not like it. So I'm, I'm going to attack the baskets. I'm like, well, I, I like it when you do that, too. But I'm just yeah. saying, you get a lot more free throws. You start throwing your head a little bit and yelling. But he just, he just, you know, he's, he's a special person in a lot of ways, and we love all that about him, just his mentality. And he did come out. I don't know if that was, it was the same time as your conversation, but he just said, I'm not going to flop. I'm yeah. not going to be I that I think guy. it was that night right. he said that. You know, because you obviously had his, his, him thinking it sounds like. But. No, my conversation apparently didn't work. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> but your impression sure as heck did, man. That was spot on. That was a good yeah. one. Yeah. Every, every once in a while when, when you get to watch this team, and, and I want to get into it the next segment, people around the city – and. Really, the, the amount of basketball that we've seen in playoff time and really big-time basketball in the city for the Milwaukee Bucks has, has lacked in the last 20 years. But you guys have been so good all year that it, it's really impressive to me seeing you guys stay grounded every single night and still bring that same intensity each night. Well, I think that starts with Giannis. I think uh, the team takes the personality of the best player oftentimes. Um, and I think for him, he's just so humble. He's such a hard worker. He's not interested in all the extra stuff in life. You know, he's a very simple life. He loves his family. He loves the game. He wants to get better. He wants to win a championship. And those, that's really, like, what takes up all of his, his, his headspace. And um, I think that filters through our team, Coach Bud and the culture, John Horace, the culture that they, they've created with the players they brought in and how we play. It's just really healthy in a lot of ways. It's um, uh, someone who's been around, you know, I guess a few years. It's just really re- refreshing and... Um, it's like it's like it's fun to come to work like yeah let's go play like come on let's hoop and that's how we come every single night like guys are excited literally excited to play basketball and over the course of a long season like you know steve like we play so many games it's not always the case there's only been a couple games where i feel like the other team played harder than us even though we're Mm -hmm. supposed to be the better team 
a lot of teams will get up for the for their for those opponents. I, I, I very very few games where we have not been the harder playing team. It's the Milwaukee basketball hour here at Good City Brewing. Steve Novak, Marquette legend. Kyle Korver, Creighton legend, Milwaukee Bucks guard, number 25 hangs in the rafters for the Creighton University Blue Jays, right? I don't know if they put it up in the rafters, but they said no one else is going to wear it. So I don't know how that works all the way. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> how much money have you donated lately to Creighton? I imagine that you can have whatever you want put up there as soon as there's the Kyle Korver hey, practice. you know what? Everything has a price. Everything has a price. <laughs> You learn these things. <laughs> that you do. Yeah, that you do. we got to worry about getting the 20 up there, too, because uh, yeah, this guy seriously. had some crazy games there at Marquette, too, right? that uh, I can never forget. Guys, we're out here at Good City Brewing, out here in the shadows of Fiserv Forum. Kyle Korver, Steve Novak, I'm Bill Schmidt, filling in for the big unit, Bill Michaels. we got a lot more coming up statewide after this, talking Bucks basketball with you. 16 stations strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Basketballer ball hour here on the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. Appreciate everybody being here. I'm Bill Schmidt, baby Tausch alongside Steve Novak, sharpshooter, Marquette legend, 11 year NBA vet, and now uh, analyst on Fox Sports Wisconsin. There it is. Come on, you can give it up. There you go. And Kyle Corver, number 26 for your Milwaukee Bucks, here as well with us talking basketball here for the next 40 some minutes. And, and, guys, we would be remiss if we didn't start this off here and, and also talk as, as we're watching it here at Good City Brewing. Uh, the, the news of Kobe Bryant this, this past week and, and you guys growing up as basketball fans and, Kyle, you growing up in, in California. What, what was your first reaction to that news? Is he, he meant so much more than just a, a great, incredible basketball player. He, he was an inspiration to a lot of people. I mean, he was. I think, uh, well, I think what a lot of people don't understand about this this generation of the NBA is, you know, we all grew up with Michael Jordan. A lot of us grew up like watching Michael Jordan, so you have a hard time saying anyone is better than him because he's just like been, he's just up there, you know. But for this generation, like Kobe was their Michael. They don't, they didn't get to watch Michael Jordan like we did. They just yes. like made some highlight videos floating around. But like everyone grew up watching Kobe, and I think for players, you know, there's like this. You know, to make it to the NBA, it's like all the odds are stacked against you. And you have to believe in yourself. And so when you get there, somehow, even if you don't verbalize it, you think in the back of your head, like, you might just have something that's a little bit different inside of you. Right? Like, somehow I was able to persevere and work and get here. And no one spoke that into existence and breathed that more than Kobe Bryant. Right? Like, he was just... Like, you, 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 his willpower and his... Uh, desire to win, his desire to be better, his desire to be great, like, it just, like, it was this aura that was just around him at all times. Like, he, he whatever he was going to do, whatever he, he put his mind to, he was going to do. And so to hear something, like, for me, when I, I, I thought it was, like, how could this be real? Kobe Bryant, he wouldn't die. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you kind of yeah. put him on this... This weird know, pedestal this, this that you pedestal never thought that of. Just yeah. like, yeah, like how could that possibly happen? And then, 
it's it's a, it's a hard thing for a lot for a lot of guys. Like he was the inspiration. He was he was the role model. He was that man. Man, if I can just channel my Mamba mentality, like I can get there too. And so I think that's what made this an especially hard week. I mean, I think you, you know, you you we enjoyed watching him play in his championships and 81 points and all the things that he did. But I think it was just who he was and the inspiration he was to so many people that was hard to hard to digest. No, I I, I couldn't agree more. I think. <clears throat> that was my initial feeling, and I don't know if I've heard it verbalized as well as that, was that you just didn't think Kobe Bryant, because of all those things and the way you just explained it, all the things that he did and stood for and represented and, and was to the game of basketball and beyond that, that he was mortal. Yeah. You know, it, like you said, he, he just represented so much greatness and so much overcoming and so much more than you saw by anyone else. He came out of high school and did it. He played in the, in the biggest city with the brightest lights and was successful and was in, with one franchise. Everything was the way it was supposed to be. And so that was my initial feeling too was, well, I don't, I don't know that he's mortal. You never thought it, it could it be true. It was just such a shocking mm-hmm. thing. And then to hear everybody come up to you and go, and I feel like people were apologetic for having such emotion. They would say, I know, I didn't play you know, against him or, you know, I know you lived in the same city as him for a while. And so I know you have a closer connection. People were kind of apologizing and then going yeah. and then going, but my husband was crying last night and I was this and my kids. And you realize you didn't have to play against him. You didn't have to live in LA. Like Kobe touched so many people, inspired them with a connection or a story or a memory that was personal to everyone, yeah. whether you lived in wherever. Yeah. And so it, it did, it just spoke to, I think the, the inspiration that he was to this generation and beyond and so i i mean i i do i think it's like people still are in disbelief it, it, it's crazy because i mean you can internalize a lot of the the desire and obviously you guys want to, to play double digit years in professional basketball you have to have an incredible internal fire that doesn't stop right and and to to see that put into work every single day i, I know jay williams was sharing a story when it first came out where he was a young guy coming up in the league, top five overall pick, and he walks out and Kobe's shooting before he even gets to the gym, four hours before the game, and he works out for his hour and a half, whatever, he's taking off his sneakers on the bench, and he looks over and he's still doing game-like moves. And, and after the game, he walked up to me and he goes, I knew you were out there and I wanted to make sure you knew you were never gonna outwork me. And, and that part of it, I mean, it doesn't matter if you're yeah. a, a tradesman, if you're a plumber, if you're a carpenter, yeah. or if you're a Fortune 500 CEO, that, that type of work ethic can never be outmatched and never be out-quantified, out I think. I think what I'm, <clears throat> what I'm so impressed with with Kobe, I think Kobe was a very talented player. There's a lot of talented players. I've never seen someone will their way to greatness like Kobe did, right? Like he willed championships he willed himself to scoring title he it was just he had talent he didn't have michael jordan's talent but he studied and and thought of all the counter moves and he put more thought and time and effort into the game than i think maybe anyone ever has and so i think that's what you respect about him right you can agree or disagree with how he was as a teammate or what he you know how he led or how he played like you know whatever you cannot say anything about his his desire to be the best and the work that he put in it's it's really inspiring 
It's, it's an incredible story and an incredible situation. And then, obviously, across the league, you guys honored him last night with the 24 and the 8-second violation. I think that's a really, really cool way to do it. But there are guys across basketball, and me, 25-year-old dude, I, I never got the opportunity to see Michael Jordan play, but every day when I was throwing something in the trash can, I was yelling Kobe. And, and it was like, it didn't matter as a football kid or if you played baseball, if you were in the yeah. choir, everybody knew Kobe and, and had a reaction to that news. It was, it was stunning across basketball. Yeah, it's amazing how everyone connected to the NBA has a Kobe story. Like, everybody was watching him. Everyone was feeling him. Um, so it's, it's, a, it's, it's a hard reminder that life is fragile. No doubt. That tomorrow is not guaranteed. Uh, and that uh, I think a good lesson for all of us. I think, you know, I've had to deal with that a few times. And it's like, what do you do with this? You know, and I think one of the best ways to honor those who, who pass away is you take one thing from their life that you really respect and you put it back into you, right? And you put it into your life. And then that, that's how they kind of keep going. And I think just the intentionality of Kobe Bryant and how he approached his day, like he was going to get up at five o'clock no matter what. He was going to get his work in before anyone else was up. He was going to uh, approach his practice this way. He was approaching the game as life. He, he was so intentional about everything. And maybe to a bit of an extreme, that's not unhealthy. <laughs> but like, I respect that. That's something I want in my life. Sure. Like that's how Kobe's going to live on. Hopefully, mm -hmm. like in me, it's just like trying to take some of that and put it into my own life. I guess he's, he's an amazing man. It was an incredible feat to see him play all 20 years, and then you get to see a guy like Giannis, where we talked about in the last segment, that kind of internal drive that obviously he's been fixated on, on Kobe for a long time. But that kind of internal drive, that there's only certain guys that seem to have it, but obviously the great ones. And to play 17 years, you have to have a lot of that in you as well to, right. to never be satisfied. Right. Where, where does that come from? Well, I, I think more people have it than we give credit to. Just most people aren't six eleven with seven foot five wingspans. You know, I think there's a lot of people who, in their craft, they're super dedicated. Uh, unfortunately, there's only so many people who have the physical gifts of Kobe and Giannis and some of these great guys. But um, you know, I think there's uh, there's certainly a, a desire that comes deep within that just like goes back to what we talked about before. They love the game. They love basketball. Like, Kobe has such a unique perspective in life, like, growing up in Europe and trying to fit in over there. He wasn't playing in tournaments every weekend. He wasn't, like, you know, running basketball out of his life just by how many games he was playing. Like, he was, he was over there studying the game and loving the game, falling in love with the process. And Giannis is the same way. Like, Giannis didn't grow up in this AAU circuit. Like, he kind of came on a little late, but, like, he's like, wow, this is amazing. I love this game. And he loves the work. He loves working in the gym by himself. And I think that's where the guys who love that process, love locking themselves in the gym, love learning about themselves and dreaming about situations, like that's, that's what sets guys apart in the NBA, in my opinion. It's time now for the Hometown Advantage analysis presented by Network Health, your Hometown Advantage health plan. We'd be remiss, too, half hour away. We found out Chris Middleton going to be an all-star for the second consecutive hey. year being a reserve a again never a there was never a, not Come a doubt on. from bucks fans i think he's amazing but kyle there we go kyle how cool was that 51 points that he put up on tuesday night you know what was great about it was it wasn't forced mm -hmm. i think the, the most special play to me like he had 48 or 49 and we ran a pick and roll with him and brooke and he could have put up a, he knew 
It's up there. He knows he's got 48 or 49. <laughs> like, we all would love to get 50 in an NBA game. And he could have shot the ball, but he saw Brooke rolling, and he kicked the, the Brooke. Brooke went up. He got fouled. They didn't call it. He lays it in. And he got the assist instead. And I was like, that is amazing. Mm-hmm. You could have had fit. He didn't know if he was going to get another shot. It's only like three minutes left in the game. He made the pass to Brooke to get the layup to make the right basketball play. And that's what I saw Chris doing the whole night was he was playing the game and making the right plays. He wasn't out there jacking. He was efficient. He got to the free throw line. He hit his threes. He scored on all three levels. He played a complete game. He played good defense. Um, gets the dunk at the end even. Like, come on, man. Like, that was a really, really impressive performance on a, on a lot of levels. Like, he's a, he's a, he, he doesn't have a weakness to his game. He's a, he's a really good player who gets overshadowed by, by Giannis's greatness. And Giannis is going to have the ball a lot, right? Like that's, he's, I mean, he needs to have the ball a lot. But Chris is really capable of doing a lot, uh, you know, by himself. And, and I feel like what you were just explaining with Chris Middleton has been very much, I feel like, the embodiment of what it, what it appears to be this team this year as a whole. You know yeah. I mean? Because last night, right, it's like we were kind of making excuses before the game. Ah, they played one game in a whole week. They're coming home from Paris. We'll kind of see how this goes. No Giannis. Mm-hmm. And like you said, there was, there was nothing forced. And the timing, I thought, was just beautiful, mm-hmm. obviously, because of the all-star conversations going on like this. But none of it seemed forced. He was hot. He dedicated the game afterwards to Kobe Bryant, said he wanted to honor mm. his legacy by, mm. with that performance. Mm. And you're right, none of it looked forced. None of it looked like the Milwaukee the Bucks were playing another Milwaukee Bucks game without Giannis. Mm. And, you know, just to see Chris Middleton play the second fewest minutes that he's played in his entire career this year. The last time he played this few minutes was his rookie year, seven mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah. And he's averaging the most points that he's ever scored in a season. He's shooting... I think it's 43% from three. The guy's numbers are right now 50% from the field, 43% from three, 90% from the free throw line. And so I love that there was this debate about, is he an all-star? The guy's having a 50, <laughs> 40, on, 90 season. And averaging uh, 20. And the team been. hasn't lost. And he's averaging 20 in the fewest mm-hmm. minutes that he's played. And so, Kyle, I know you know I'm preaching to <laughs> You're with him every day. But I, I just thought it was beautiful to see him yeah. go off, get 51. I agree. And, I agree. Uh, congrats to him. And um, just another great guy, too. Right, like he's he's not pumping himself up after the game. He just shakes everybody's hand, gives them love. Like he's Chris, goes back to his locker, puts some ice on his knees, and it's like not a big deal to him. Like he's so low key, so nonchalant. He's such a good dude. Um, So yeah, easy money. They call him easy money. He comes down. He's giving you just the the easy shots. Right here, nothing, nothing big. Nothing about that mid range game. Nothing easy about that. He's giving you the business down there. No, yeah. He's amazing. Kyle Korver, Milwaukee Buck, number 26. Guys, 17-year NBA vet. It's an incredible career that Kyle has had. And I want to point back to a couple of moments of that career coming up here next. And we take a quick timeout, guys. We're live out here at Good City Brewing. It's the Milwaukee Basketball Hour. I'm Bill Schmidt alongside Steve Novak, the Marquette legend, NBA vet for 11 years. There's 28 years of NBA experience that I'm sitting right next to. It's a pleasure, guys. You're getting older, bro. Uh, <laughs> I'm just getting older because I'm not playing. You're probably getting younger, yeah. Our thanks to Network Health Pro Star Services and the Wisconsin Athletic Hall of Fame for having us out here at Good City Brewing. We're back right after this. Everywhere in Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network.
It's the Milwaukee Basketball Hour live out here at Good City Brewing. I'm Bill Schmidt alongside the two important people. 28 years of NBA Stop. experience that I am sitting next to right Ooh. here. 11 with the Brown Deer legend Steve Novak. Wrong Falcon in the Woodland Conference, but we'll, we'll give him <laughs> a pass on that. And then Kyle Korver, 17-year vet and number 26 for your Milwaukee Bucks here uh, on the statewide Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Kyle, I, I wanted to get into the year you had with Coach Bud down in Atlanta. That, that was so special. And, and you guys had all those guys go to the All-Star team and were so dominant in the regular season. How does this team relate to that one? And, and maybe how's it different? Because I know all of them are going to be different. Yeah, there's certainly both. Uh, I think there's similarities in that we had a great group of guys, a bunch of pieces that fit really well together. Um, you know, Coach Bud had just kind of come on. I think maybe this was his second year when this all happened, I think. So we'd had one year and kind of learned the system, and we kind of came in the next year, and, I mean, things were just clicking. The ball was moving. Um, you know, it was, just, it was just really good basketball. I think the difference is we didn't have Giannis. <laughs> you know? Like, we didn't have that guy when the game slowed down that could create the offense. You know, you know, at some point, X's and O's are a significant part of the playoffs, no doubt. Um, but having a guy who can create double teams, can operate, can uh, create shots for himself and for other guys, like, at, in that moment, like, when you need that guy to create mm -hmm. that shot or make that shot. You know, we didn't have that person who had the ball in their hands that could make that play. And here we have two. You know, so I think uh, that certainly makes this a bit different. Um, but I think as far as the culture that we had, the way that we played, the selfless style of, of game that we had, it was, uh, there's a lot of similarities. And, and I guess to that point, the difference, like you said, being Giannis, when you look at what that team was able to do, 60 wins in Atlanta when you were there, you had five guys that were all stars. You had all you had f the five stars were all players of the month. But Giannis being the X factor, the thing that's different about this team. What is, like you said, what does that do you think mean different in the playoffs? Does that mean that you have the star power? Do you need to have the star power in the playoffs to win a championship? Uh, you know, I think if you look back at history, I think the, you know, I think the only team that I've really watched that didn't have star power is probably the Detroit Pistons. Right. Where they really operated well as, as a team. They used all their pieces. I think most other, every other team has to have a guy. Um, it can happen without it, but I think chances are you probably need a guy or two. Um, and so, hey, I'm just grateful that I'm on a team that has a guy. You know, I think, <laughs> like, I'm excited for when these playoffs come. I think we can still get a lot better as a team. I think we can get better with our execution. We can get cleaner with you know, a lot of the things that we do, but um, I think when, it, you know, when we get to those moments, I think you know, we, we have a great shot. We're in the mix. That's all you can ask for in the NBA. Sure. to be one of the teams that's in the mix, and I believe that we are. Was that one of the main reasons why you ended up coming here? Absolutely. I think, well, for me, there was a lot of boxes I had to check. You know, it's not just my life anymore. I've got a life. Because i got to tell you, Kyle, kids, being in the area, people were juiced when they yeah. found out you were coming in on well, one-year deal. Because awesome. it's a folk here, man. People are juiced up to hear somebody that can knock down three-pointers because when you talk about the playoffs, that's what everybody feared and thought the Bucks missed last year against Toronto. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, I think this, this place checked off you know, a lot. I, I was, you know, um, we were considering a few different places. But I think, you know, just knowing um, there's, there, there's so many things that have to go right for you to win a championship. You can't just count on it. Unless you're the Warriors the last couple of years. You knew you were going to win them. But, like, 
I think uh, you, know, you never know if you're going to be healthy. You, know, you never know, you know, shots may bounce one way, someone might get cold. But I think I, I, I know what coach, who Coach Bud is and what he's about. I know the culture he's going to set. I know that there's a special player in Giannis. I know they've got a, lots of good pieces. I knew they needed a little bit more shooting. Um, I knew this would be a healthy place for my, my family to be. And it just checked a lot of boxes that I was looking for this, at this point in my career. Well, and like you said, Bill, this summer when, when it was, how is this team going to be better? Last year they won 60 games. Yeah. The, the excitement, and Kyle, you're a humble guy, and I don't know that the, the guys on the bench are ever going to get enough, going to get enough credit. But for the guys who, for all the fans who watched the Milwaukee Bucks last year, and I've watched the Milwaukee Bucks this year, there is a clear difference. Yes, there's improvement with the guys that were there last year, but I'm not sure that there's been a, a full recognition to the value of, now George Hill was there last year, but who George Hill is, right? Mm -hmm. Kyle, you might never, never even get the credit you deserve on this team and the success that they're having and the impact that you have, but I do think, like you just said, the peace of mind, I feel like the people that have watched a lot of basketball have and why this Bucks team is going to be so good has to do with those offseason moves. Giannis has gotten better. George Hill is amazing off the bench. Mm. But the moves in the offseason, the, yeah. the, the health of Dante DiVincenzo, yeah. the things that you brought up. and Robin, that, like Wes and Robin have been so great too. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then no, you're right. that's what the good teams have to do too. You yeah. don't get to just make wholesale changes and bring in, you know, like it doesn't operate like that. Like we like to, we like to do the little you know, all the stuff on ESPN, all the mm -hmm. little trade machine stuff. It doesn't really work like that, you know? <laughs> like, it, it's, it's, it's hard to make changes to, to good teams. Um, and so I, I think, you know, you've got to give the Bucks a lot of credit. John Horse, Coach Bud, a lot of credit for creating a culture where guys want to come and be a part of something special. That, that trade machine is like the 3 o'clock hour every single day in my show. Everybody wants to call in and say, well, you could have, you could have The money you works. You could have this. The money There's, works. Yeah, it's said it works, works out on ESPN. But the, the continuity that you guys have, and, and Steve talked about it, I mean, there's six losses, and I can remember them vividly, and we're going yeah, we into February in two We were up 20 in two days. of them. It, it's in, it's remarkable to see, right? And, and you go back, you go back to the Boston no. game. You point fingers to the the home opener against Miami. And it's yeah. the twenty point lead, yeah. and it's just been amazing to see you guys then go on the eighteen game consecutive run, and every single night see something different that gets better. And also, Coach Bud, there have been a couple of times when I see you guys up 15, 17, take a timeout or something, come back over, and he's coaching the game like you guys are down ten. Coach Bud's a competitive guy. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite things about him. Um, he's he's a. I played for a lot of really, really good coaches, Hall of Fame coaches. Um, but I don't know. It, most coaches are either a good X's and O's coach or they're a good personality manager coach. And it, it's very rare that you find someone in the middle who kind of gets both. Mm -hmm. um, maybe they're in the middle, but it's because they're not very good at either one. <laughs> <You know? laughs> And, and he, Coach Bud, is, I think, the best that I've been around at having a good understanding of both. He gets people. He cares about people really deeply. Um, you know, he's emotional. He talks about how much he loves different guys and cares about certain moments. And, and he's just a really great person. But then he's a, he's a great basketball coach. He, he gets the game. Uh, you know, he came up under pop. He spent his time in the video room and paid it. And you know, uh, he's just—he's just—he's a great coach, and, and uh, I'm really fortunate to have played for him twice. And I guess you can't be surprised, right? That there's just something more to this team than the X's and O's and the basketball and mm -hmm. whatever. It is the relationships, and it is the how you want to play for your coach. It was amazing watching him on the sideline against Washington, 
You guys were cooking Washington. Chris didn't miss in the first half. You guys were up by 25, scored 88 points, a franchise record in the first half. I don't know if I've ever seen Coach Bud work so hard in the first half. When you were like, Coach Bud, relax. These guys are up by 25. They haven't missed a shot. It's fine. And he was hounding the referees, and he's up and hounding down. Hounding the referees. And his yeah. eyes are just bulging yeah. out of his yes. hand. It's just a, it's great television. He's always on us about how we get on the referees too much. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? You can't give – tell Darvin to tell us this or something. Like, this can't come from you. <laughs> you are know, on his referees the whole time. He was working uh, on it. I love them. But you, gotta, you, you have to love, love the fact that you just know, all right, if things are going well, that's probably when Coach Bud is at his totally. most nervous. Right. He's thinking we're up 25. We haven't missed shit. Everything right. is going to go wrong. They're going to stop right. calling fouls for us. Middleton's <laughs> not going to make another shot. I need to set these referees up to understand all these calls matter. I'm still watching yeah. them, and I need our calls to go our way. So he's you do got to love Coach he's, Bud. And he's the best. What he's done here in his time in Milwaukee has been remarkable. Been it really has. He, he, is, he is a culture setter. He does a great job doing that. It's a, that's a big part of the thing when you're a coach is you've got to be able to do that and not just tell guys where to go. Like he's, he, he connects with people. Life is about relationships. This is what it's about, right? Um, and he's, he is an A-plus a coach at that. And being in the league for as long as you guys both have, you know, and, and you are going around, you're obviously not the same dude you were when you were the 51st pick or in, in the draft, and, and you're coming out. And I don't have blonde highlights anymore in my hair, thank God. I wasn't going to bring it up, but... <laughs> That was a good decision. It was. Oh, yeah. It was. It, was, really, it was really cool back in 2003. <laughs> I just or 2001. Justin you know, Timberlake was Justin proud Timberlake of him. Justin Timberlake was. He was a big deal. <laughs> if you were in, if you were at the same fashion trends at the same time as Justin Timberlake, we'll give you the benefit. Man, of the I, I don't know if I was quite there, but I was certainly trying. All right, keep going. What we're talking about. <laughs> Actually, this is how we're going to do it. It's now time for the Hubie and Abraham injury report of the night, guys. Call Hubie and Abraham, voted best, rated best year after year. Giannis out with the shoulder on Tuesday night. Uh, Coach Bud pointed to no issues into seeing him play tomorrow night at Pfizer against the Denver Nuggets. But, Kyle, getting up there in years, how does the body feel this late into the year? I'm, I'm, I'm mostly good. You know, like, I don't, I don't hurt too much. I think, you know, it's... Uh, the challenge as you get older is just there's more things you got to do in life. There's more responsibility. Like, you know, I can't just drink an extra cup of coffee and make it through the game. Like, I got to have real <laughs> energy to do this. And But you got little kids. You got a marriage. You, wanna, you want all these things to be healthy. And just, uh, I think that's the part that as you get older is the most challenging. I think, obviously, I don't jump as high, maybe not quite as fast. But, you know, luckily my game's not really built on that. I, I, I don't hurt when I work out too much. And I, uh, that's – when you're hurting, the game's not fun. No. It's not fun to play anything when it hurts to do it. And, and so I think I'm, I'm super fortunate. And we have great care here at the Bucks. It's another place where we're an a, we are an A-plus in, in, in that category as far as our training staff and weight room staff and all that performance staff. And so um, I'm, I feel mostly – I feel – like I'm almost 39, but I feel good. It, it's not always only when it hurts when you're doing it. It hurts when you're waking up. That's when oh, I knew it was time. Man. <laughs> That's oh, when man. I knew. When I'm getting myself up and taking a shower, I'm like, that didn't hurt last <laughs> night. I don't know exactly what's going on. Guys, we're live out here at Good City Brewing. Good City Brewing, an award-winning local craft brewery with restaurants and event spaces located on the east side and in the heart of the Deer District. Good City Brewing crafts, unique Milwaukee experiences centered around fresh and local beer. Perfect place 
to spend some spare time cheering on the home team. Nice, just like tomorrow night. Good opportunity. Kyle Corver's going to be there. Steve Novak's going to be there. I will be doing the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show after the game when the Bucks take on the Denver Nuggets. But don't go anywhere. We're coming right back more with 28 years of NBA <laughs> experience on the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Wisconsin wide, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Welcome back, everybody. It's the Milwaukee Basketball Hour. I'm Bill Schmid, host of the postgame show on 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm alongside Steve Novak and Kyle Korver of your Milwaukee Bucks out here at Good City Brewing. There we go. Let me start that one. No one, no one else knows. No one else knows. <laughs> Facebook Live doesn't tell too many secrets. That's right. <laughs> Kyle, uh, before we get on out of here, and, and guys, this thing is just blown by. I can't believe we only have a couple more minutes left here. So 41 and 6. Only getting better, and it only feels like you guys are getting closer as as a group. Is there any way to not look forward and know that the playoffs, you guys are 11? The magic number is 11, and we're here into January, man. I can't even remember a time. I did laundry for a team that won 15 games in that building. So this is just a remarkable time to be here. But do you guys find yourself looking forward at all? I, I know in eight games it's all-star break. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going like to go bet. somewhere warm with my family <laughs> and hopefully come back with a suntan. No, I, I think, you know, we, uh, you know, it's like the old saying, like take one game at a time. I, I don't think anyone's looking forward like too far ahead. I, I, I really feels like guys are in the moment and just enjoy playing the game. And I think that's why we come out and play hard every night because guys right. genuinely like it. No one's, you know, overtaxed. No one's playing too many minutes. Everyone knows what their role is going to be for the most part. And so I think we're just, I think we're just taking it in. I, I think the season's flown by. I mean, it, life is so much better when you win. Right. I'll say that. You've, you've been on bad teams in the NBA. Like you were saying, you win 15 games. It's, that's a lot of losses. Um, time teams to, it seems to go by quite a bit slower then. But I think we're enjoying it. And I think we're excited about when the playoffs do come. Um, I think there's a, you know, you're saying, I, I think we're going to ramp up. I think we're, you know, sure. we're, we're in a good rhythm right now, but I think there's another gear that we've got to start getting to uh, as, as, as the playoffs get closer, and that's exciting to think about, but I think right now we're taking one game at a time. And I just think the, the part to me that, you know, as a spectator at this point watching, is the most promising is, like you said, no one's playing high minutes. There's no one in, in the Milwaukee Bucks team that's top 65 in minutes. The volume is incredible, yeah. And you guys are having a great time, and I just think, like you said, the purity of when you're having a good time and you're with the people you want to be with and you believe in each other and you're playing unselfish which is what the Bucks are playing like right now you go they can beat anybody yeah. and those are the teams that as a, as a player I always feared the ones that you knew you could actually know you could know their plays you could know every, all their tendencies yeah. but when they got out there they believed in each other they were going to yeah. make the extra pass they were going to just make it hard on you and so yeah. I think the optics of it right now is it does it looks like the Milwaukee Bucks are having are having fun yeah. playing basketball. Yeah, I think it's it's. Uh, I've been on teams that were we were really good, really successful. We were so programmed, and like it was so like that we were almost like robots out there. And there wasn't like in the playoffs when you get to the end, there has to be this next level that you go to at some point in time. There has to be like like game, you know, seventy five wasn't our best game. Like we want our best game to be game one hundred and five. Mm-hmm. You know, and so but to get there, you got to have like some joy some desire some love or you don't get there no right and i i think that 
this team has the capability of having that because except we're not overtaxed we, we do enjoy each other we do trust each other uh, it's, it's a really healthy culture like we have a team that that can do that and go to that level hopefully later on um, because of the way this season's gone so far. It's a remarkable group, and it's been so much fun to watch, and, and I appreciate you guys being here, allowing me to step in, hang out with you guys. Steve Novak, 11-year vet. Kyle Korver, an immortal 17-year vet, and truly beloved in the city of Milwaukee. I'm telling you, I've never heard so many people say, dude, when are they going to start selling Kyle Korver jerseys when he signed here over Summerfest time? Man, and oh, yeah. we could enjoy some Summerfest as uh, the cold is definitely getting to everybody. <laughs> Guys, our thanks to Good City Brewing for having us out here. UP and Abraham, Network Services, Pro Star Services, the Wisconsin Athletic Hall of Fame, and Lammy Sports. Follow it on Twitter at MKEBBallHour. I'm Bill Schmidt alongside Steve Novak, Kyle Korver. Thanks to everybody for having us out here. There is more to come on the Milwaukee Basketball Hour. Next Wednesday, we're right back here at Good City Brewing. Until then, go Bucks. You're listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.